This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's going on? Welcome to Smooth Operator. I'm Adam Liette. Thanks so much for joining us today. So... A couple of days ago, or I think it was last week, I released an episode about being uncomfortable and like being okay with being uncomfortable because discomfort is where your growth really comes from. And it's when we put ourselves in those situations that we're actually opening up an avenue to grow professionally, to take ourselves to the next level, to take our business to the next level. It's through layers of discomfort and being able to work through that discomfort. And if you think that's not going to happen to you, you're not, you haven't been in this game long enough. Like it's, it's a, it's a matter. It's inevitable. Like I don't care what you're doing. Uh, at some point you're going to say, I really don't want to do that. And that's okay. It's okay to feel that the, the point is, do you continue working through that? So one of the kind of the keys to this and understanding of being uncomfortable, moving into new areas is that when you first start doing it, you're going to be absolute garbage. Like it's just reality. No one comes out the gate perfect. No one comes out the gate performing to their best level. And the more you do anything, uh, the better you're going to get at, get at it. You know, when I see public speakers, I just think how many times have they given that speech or just a couple weeks ago, we were at a comedy club and it's one of my favorite comedians. And he told this joke and it was just ridiculously funny. And so I started looking for him on YouTube and I found like 10 different iterations of that joke that he had been telling for eight years as this whole, it started off as kind of a five minute narrative. And when we saw him, it was almost 20 minutes long. It just kind of kept on going in different layers of complexity to it. And it was just, it was stupid funny, but it got me thinking about how this is very much a part of what we're doing in this space um, even if you're not facing customers as much or facing the public, uh, like the face of the business, regardless, you're still going to have to use different modes of communication because communication is it's just part of our job. And we can't get away with just typing everything out and having that filter, but being able to do things live in the spot, either on phone, Zoom, in person, in any way, you're going to have different areas that you have to really up your game and be a better communicator. And one thing I was, I was watching, um, have you ever seen the movie Reservoir Dogs? If you haven't go watch Reservoir Dogs, it's great. Um, really classic, uh, 90 cinema. And there's this whole scene where Tim Roth is, he's an undercover cop getting, trying to infiltrate this gang of criminals. And he has kind of his origin story and this not an origin story, but just like a random drug story that he's telling about this encounter that he had with these police officers. And you see him practicing and the other undercover officers are kind of poking holes through his story, seeing where, where he could get tripped up and he keeps expanding upon it to the point when he delivers it. I'm telling you, if you practice something to that level, even if it's a narrative you made up, you practice it to a certain level, you're going to believe it yourself. And that's, that's kind of what we're after. Like believe in your own crap. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but anyway, just, just practicing and, and getting those different layers, that, that different, those different levels of what you're doing. Uh, so one area this has recently come up for me is with sales calls, you know, doing one-to-one sales calls. Uh, it's definitely a high-pressure situation, but it doesn't have to be. 
right? It's It can be perceived as high pressure or it can be perceived as I'm having a conversation with someone. When you get really good at it, you're definitely in the conversation mode. Now, you, you obviously have to apply those pressure points and different modalities that come with pressure with uh, trying to close the sale. But that's different. You've it's it's different than the full call being tense. Because if you're tense, if you're not in relaxed in the moment, man, you th- what do you think your prospect is going to feel? People can feel when we're not comfortable, and so getting yourself comfortable is is going to be definitely pivotal. Uh, so one one thing that we did, we did we had practiced one on one with one another. Uh, we were doing a, kind of a two step sales system where I was going to be the setter, have that first initial call with the prospect, and then move them on to the closer who's actually going to finish and, and complete the sale. So we did practice off of one another, like with each of us being the prospect. But there's another layer that we can work on this. Um, And it's not just writing the script. Writing the script is important, but it's actually practicing the script and the different things you can add to the script and different ways of saying things. Um, It's really the key is delivery, making things fluid, using vocal inflections where needed. We don't just talk like robots or read from a script because if you're reading from a script, people can tell when you're reading from a script. Um, <laughs> that probably brings up a whole other thing about shooting videos, but I'll get to that later. That's a whole other episode we'll get to. But one area that I found really, really helpful is I would just walk around with my cell phone talking into it when I want to rehearse something. And it might only be like a three minute thing I'm trying to really nail down and I'll walk around on my phone for 30 to 40 minutes, saying it in as many different ways as I can, uh, keep on expanding upon it, try something different, basically like different takes, and then listen to it back and find the gold. Because uh, chances are I hit the gold in there, it's a matter of putting them together. It might not be all in the same cut, but uh, actually doing it and hearing yourself back, I know recording ourselves is super uncomfortable, no one likes to hear themselves on tape, Get over it. This is this is professional work here, and you know, definitely embrace that. I'd also recommend really just filming yourself. You know, put yourself in front of a camera. You can be your iPhone camera. You know, just prop it up on something on your desk and look into it and be able to deliver your pitch. Uh, we all have different tells on our face and different things that our face is doing. Our, our eyes are doing certain things. Uh, we tend to turn away at certain moments. Uh, what is your face telling you? What are you seeing when you're doing a pitch, when you're when you're um, communicating whatever it is that you're trying to communicate? What is your face saying? Um, so much of our communication is actually nonverbal, not verbal. So it can be something very negative where you could have to terminate someone or put someone through, um, you know, a, a counseling where they're getting corrective action taken um, to them or on, on their job. But what is your face saying? You know, be honest with yourself. Uh, maybe even ask uh, your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever uh, significant other, someone that knows you pretty well, where they're like, oh, there's Adam's face. I got it. Uh, <laughs> a couple years ago, I used to, everyone in my squad when I was military, they all knew when Sergeant Liette was pissed off because I had this vein like that would run up the side of my head. And it would just, they knew when I was furious because my vein would pop out. Uh, eventually, I learned how to control that and just calm myself down and be able to take in information that didn't make me happy uh, and be able to 
internalize it and keep myself under control. Control that vein. Because that vein would stick out. And when someone pointed out to me, I'm like, holy crap. Now you guys can read me like a book, can't you? So, yeah, little things like that you're not going to notice until someone points them out to you or you notice them uh, by yourself on video. I, I also do like cold pitching to friends and family. Just like explain things I'm working on. If they can't make sense of it, if it's confusing to them, what is my prospect supposed to think? If they ask questions that are like, should be completely obvious, you know, you're kind of setting yourself for failure if that's the case. So do some cold pitching and just explain things to friends and family. See what they think of it. Um, You always know when you're on a winner, when someone looks at or hears your two to three second kind of elevator pitch and like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Now you know you're onto something uh, because they, not being the target market, immediately identified with that and it was in a language that was palatable to them, not even fully knowing um, the offer or the uh, even the product. An- another area that I've really found this to be useful is with any team interactions that you do, especially the difficult ones. Um, the fun ones are, e- are, are the good interactions are, you know, relatively easier that being said i've been known to sit there and practice my welcome to a big um like a big team culture meeting or celebration meeting that we're having or kind of a kickoff to a big project Um, i want my message to the team to be locked in i want it to be locked in tight so i'll do little notes and i will practice just make sure when i get on that phone boy it's on and especially with the difficult ones you know, we sometimes have to do not so much fun thing, not so fun things in our in our job. Lay people off, fire them, put them, do corrective actions, negative counseling, those kinds of things. There's a good chance that something that person did, like, might have just pissed you off, and might have you know gotten you angry. Look, that's. You're human, right? You're not a robot. You're going to get angry at things. Um, I found it personally useful to get that uh, big, you know, double barrel middle finger moment out of the way and just do it during a rehearsal where I want to tell them what that is wrong with you. You know, why are you said, you know, those kinds of things where you kind of want to say it, but you don't really want to say it to the person because it doesn't really serve you. But it's in you. So get it out of you. So work through that in your rehearsals, in your practice, and unload. Like, let my, my office walls have heard so many swear words. I swear. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a good thing that children aren't near my office. But anyway, um, yeah, get those out of the way. Because then it's going to calm you down. You'll be feel better. You'll be able to deliver something that's much more refined when you're interacting with your team and team members. And just, you know, whatever demeanor that you want to portray, you know, make sure that's what you're going for. And the final thing I really recommend is make this a part of the process workflows that you set up for your team. So if you have team members that are having interactions with customers or partners or vendors or if anything that requires them to use their speaking voice, you know, build practice time into their workflow, into their preparation phase. I used to have a pre-call checklist that we we would do live coaching calls with our community. And it grew to the point where it couldn't be just one person hosting those. We had three or four people hosting those. So there was a pre-call checklist that was built into the live call template. 
you know, it was something for them. And it literally laid down the steps of everything to do to prepare for a call, uh, from putting your phone on mute to making sure your, your hair looks good. And, you know, all those little things like physical things, but then also, you know, go over your notes, know what you're prepared to talk about, practice your opening because the call opening is so important. You know, if you can nail that first two minutes, they're more likely to stick around. But if the first two minutes is you fumbling around, you know, no dice, you know, you got to come in ready to go. So I build that into their pre-call template and what they were doing to get ready for a call. Now, the point is overall, no matter what you're doing, if you're using your voice, if you're communicating in this medium with uh, team members, with customers, with prospects, with partners, with affiliates, with people that you're meeting at a conference. You know, what's going to be the key to your preparation is practice, talking it through, recording yourself, hearing it back, studying your facial inflections and what your face is saying, those nonverbal communications, and making sure your offer and what you're saying is so crystal clear that even if someone's cold and they have no idea who you are and what you do, they might not even be in your niche, they can understand what you're talking about. Uh, if you can do that, you're going to have very good uh, one-to-one calls, very good interactions with people, and you're going to get better and better at it. The more you do it, the more you're in that position, we get more comfortable and we're able to excel in more areas. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Please do go to www.adamliet.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, we are on Apple, Google, Spotify, so the big three. Um, and please do leave a rating while you're there. Uh, I can't express how much that means to helping to get rankings and be found by more people. Um, yeah, but if you have any questions, please do reach out. And until next time, always remember, operators lead the way. Hey, before you leave, I have a special offer just for my podcast listeners. I'm putting together a beta for my one-to-one coaching program. This is your chance to personally work with me to learn and install the processes and frameworks that'll take your business to the next level. There's only 10 slots, so go to adamliette.com slash beta.